Hello, everybody. This is Miss Susan, back again with another podcast this week from God's Word. And I just want to thank everyone for taking time out of your busy day to share it with me. And thanks to each of you for sharing the podcast and subscribing to it. Uh, It's growing, and, and I'm excited about that. I talk to the Lord a lot about each one of you that are listening, and I pray for you. And and I know it's getting to where I can see the consistency of, of the numbers. And, and it's like, Lord, there's a person behind each one of the clicks that needs you, Lord, that needs help from, from you. And I pray that you help them. So you're being prayed for as you listen to the podcast. And I just want to thank Jesus for giving me this opportunity. Uh, when my life changed drastically, I was living, you know, on the road, traveling and singing and speaking, and and it was never a, a a moment that I wasn't just consumed with ministry. And now my life is so different, and and I'm thankful that He saw fit to give me this opportunity to share once a week with you through this podcast. So let's get into the scriptures, and this week. My lesson is going to be on the brokenhearted, the people that are experiencing a broken heart. My heart is very heavy at the thought of even going into this discussion or study or lesson or however you want to call it, because this is, this is a very um, sensitive subject for me. But I'm going to allow myself to be raw with you guys that are listening because somebody may need to hear a little bit of of my brokenhearted situation that's brought me um, through 14 years of, of I want to call it a journey, but even in this podcast, I, I call it a fight. So it's a fight for survival at times. But uh, I would like to say I have experienced some of these categories we're going to discuss. So I hope my walking through this heartbreak can be used to help you in your time of hurt. The first thing I want to do is give you a hope from the scriptures. Psalms 147.3 He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He healeth the broken in heart. You know what? He does not miss one single child of his that is experiencing a broken heart. And that blesses my heart to know that. Now, I realize there are levels of pain when a heart has been broken. It can be so deep that you can't even function for a period of time. I know, I know about this one because when my ex-husband walked out on me 14 years ago last month, I went from 115 pounds to 80 pounds in just a few weeks. I couldn't function. I never moved off my mom's couch for over a week. And I could only drink water 
And to be honest with you, it was difficult to even do that. Because it blindsided me so bad, I I wasn't expecting the exodus to happen. Others have taken all they can take and choose to walk away from a relationship. Even though it may be that situation of just walking away from being just put through so much abuse, maybe, you will still grieve the loss of, of the dreams that you had. And I'm going to say this. There was, a, there was a girl in our home. She was actually one of the first girls in the home. And she came in before we ever had the home. She would call me from a pay phone. She wouldn't call me from her house. She would go out her window and call me from a pay phone. And, and we had just built such a wonderful relationship with this young woman. At that time, she was a teenage girl. And um, she would call herself the uh, number one adopted. Very, very special to us to this day. And she went through a divorce after having four children. And he was not good to her at all. And I didn't know how she handled all of the mental abuse all the years that she did. But she went back to him, and I didn't understand that. And she fought for it, the relationship again, and it still ended in in divorce. But I remember I had very little compassion for her. And I've said this before in a testimony, that I called her after I went through what I went through. with my relationship um, broken and apologized to her and told her how sorry I was that I did not have the compassion that I should have had for her because even though her marriage was busted up and even she went through a lot of mental uh, and emotional abuse from this man, every little girl don't dream of going through a broken home and, and raising your children by yourself. You dream of the happily ever after. You dream of that man that, that's your hero, that's, that just um, is your best friend, and you do life together until death. And that's the Word of God. I mean, that's God's will. And when it goes wrong, those dreams are gone, and you grieve them no matter how hard the marriage was. I had a nurse. I got sick one time after it was right after my ex husband had left and I had went to the doctor and she told me that she was having a divorce party that night and had invited all her friends to celebrate. And she was just as excited and happy as I've ever seen anybody. And it was over a divorce. And I said, wow, you're the first person I have ever met or talked to that feels like you do about being divorced. She said, oh, if you only knew what all I've been through, you would understand why I'm celebrating tonight. And I said, well, that's not how I feel. (laughs) And um, it it just, it surprised me. Now, she's not the average person. But we're getting ready to be in the holiday season. 
and the holidays are fast approaching, and you may be facing them alone. 55% of Americans are struggling with holiday loneliness. The holidays, that's a time when many, that many people associate with happiness and joy. Yet more than half of America feel different emotions. 55%. And the top reason is loneliness. Not being with loved ones. 41% is not being with their loved ones. 55% is being just lonely. 37% is seasonal depression. And 36% is grief. And also, you know, um, when it says that 24% is due to anxiety, it could be because of the, the world and how, and how it's changed so much in such a short amount of time. And people are concerned about their future. And then there's 23% um, ha- are in poor relationships. 20%, believe it or not, are dealing with anxiety from social media. The one thing that we can do after our heart has been broken is spend countless hours trying to figure out how it happened. Now, let me, let me rephrase that again. The one thing we will do, I think I said can do the first time, but let me, let me, I want to say it right because I'm getting ready to go into something that I learned studying for this lesson that has just really blown my mind. The one thing we will do after our heart has been broken is spend countless hours trying to figure out how it happened. You'll search your memory and try to figure out how it went wrong. And this can go on for months and even years. We'll even go down rabbit holes, one right after another, even though we know it makes us feel worse. But there's a reason why we do this. And I did not know this until I studied for this lesson. And oh, how I wished somebody had told me this when it first happened to me. It could have saved me so much pain of months and years. Brain studies show that the withdrawal of romantic love activates the same mechanism in our brains that get activated when addicts are withdrawing from drugs, like cocaine and opioids. I mean, this is big. We go through withdrawals. In all the people I went to and talked to and tried to get help from, I never was explained this brain study. But we go through withdrawals, people that are living with a broken heart, because we are not with that person, and we're haunted by the memories of being with them. And I know a lot of y'all are listening, 
can relate to this. We're telling ourselves that we're trying to solve the mystery of what went wrong in the relationship. But we're actually getting our fix like an addict would. And this is what makes heartbreak so difficult to heal. Addicts know they're addicts, but we don't. They know when they're shooting up. The heartbroken people do not. But you can know now, and I hope you're understanding it. If your heart is broken, you can't ignore it. Feeding your addiction deepens your emotional pain, and it complicates your recovery. You know, some of you are going to, un- are going to relate to this. But every time you go down memory lane, every text you send, and you sit and just wait and wait for a response, oh, every time you spend hours talking to yourself or others about what happened or what what you could uh, have done to change things or following that person on social media, or calling and asking about what they're doing and what's going on in their life. This is just getting a fix, and it's causing it to prolong your healing. And this is what makes heartbreak so difficult. Now, I'm going to admit something to you that I've never admitted until this podcast. But I didn't realize it at that time. That when I would open my Bible and read and read and study and study, I I read it for hope that maybe all of this nightmare and all these losses would be restored. My focus was on that, not on Jesus. Not even Jesus helping me. And I couldn't understand why I was living in the scripture so much, but I wasn't receiving the help that I should have been receiving being in the word so much. And now I understand why. But let me, let me just give you this verse, and I want to stay close to the scriptures as we're going through this. In Psalm 34, 18, it says, The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart. So let me just say again, <laughs> that is very encouraging because when I was in my mess of what I call the pit experience, Jesus was nigh to me. Through all of it, he was holding me. He was loving me. He was pitying me. And I'm so thankful for that. Even though my focus was not right when I opened the scriptures, he still had compassion and love on me. This is not a journey. This is a fight. And it'll be probably one of the hardest fights of your life. 
Philippians 4.13 tells us, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can win this fight. Now, I reached a place in my life where I would walk up the hill from where I lived to where the church was. And I would look at my feet. And every time I took a step, I would pray, God, just let me die. I was in a mess. I was in such darkness. But I see now why I was, because I was fueling the the flame that wasn't healing me, if that makes any sense. You see, no explanation will ever bring peace. Trying to figure it out, it, it can't take away the pain. So stop searching in that direction. You must accept the fact that it's happened and focus, focus, focus all your heart, your mind, and soul on today, not the past. Because number one, you need closure more than you realize. And number two, you have to be willing to let go. Otherwise, your mind will focus on hope. And believe it or not, it could set you back. I was talking to my daughter today about the podcast. And I was telling her about, you know, all those scriptures that we claimed and the promises and we claimed them. And my, I did not remember this until she reminded me of it. But she said, You know, Mom, that's when I laid my Bible down because we were claiming all these promises that Dad would come home, that he would come back, and he never did. And she said it it was just too difficult to even open up my Bible anymore. Oh, that just broke my heart. But you know what? We have to remember something that we forgot. And that's that the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. And he will never force anyone against their will. He gives everybody a free will. And we're born with that. We're we're not robots. He wants us to serve him and love him because we want to, not because he made us to. I mean, would you want to be in a relationship uh, because you're made to be in one? No, you want to be in one because they love you the way you love them. So hope can be destructive when your heart is broken. Heartbreak will lead us to do the opposite of what we need to do to heal. We must let them go. We must. Find an altar and lay them there and say, God, they're yours. Do with this what you see fit and give me the peace and the grace to handle it. It's amazing how we'll start idolizing that person that done us so wrong and not remember 
not remember all the hurtful things that they said and did to us. But I was told by a preacher friend, and this helped me so much because I was beating myself up. I was taking all the blame. And this preacher friend said, you know, you did not do anything bad enough for him to leave his God and leave his children. I can't tell you how that helped me. You'll begin to only remember their smile (laughs) and all the good times and how they made you feel when it was all so perfectly wonderful because it probably was perfectly wonderful at, at some time in your marriage. But all this does is make the loss even more painful. We even know this, yet we still do it. And we allow our minds to go over it and over it and over it, even the same old thoughts. My poor friend, I would call her and I would tell her the same thing every day, hour after hour, and just go over it and over it and try to figure it out. And heartbreak makes those thoughts come into our mind. So what do we do? We have to balance them out. We've got to remember the painful events as well. This one therapist said to compile a list of all their bad qualities of the person that hurt you and done hurtful things to you because you're going to have to remind yourself of those things to be into the real world. Put them in your notes on your phone if you have to, he said. And once you have them listed, use it. When you start letting yourself go back into all those beautiful memories that are just absolutely killing you, you got to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. It wasn't always like that. It, it wasn't like this. You got to you got to look at the list when your thoughts want to take you in that wrong direction. It's going to mess up your healing. Your mind will try and tell you that they were perfect and and it was all your fault, when we know that's the devil talking to us because we know there's two sides to every pancake. And they may want you to feel this. And they may tell you some very hurtful things. And they're telling you these things to take the guilt off themselves. And you've got to remember that. So to help heal your broken heart, you must remind yourself, frequently, of the bad, too. Now, the consequences of a broken heart is feeling alone. You, you'll feel alone in the middle of a room of hundreds of people. And it will also cause you not to feel, not even be able to function in life. Your mind gets impaired. You can't think straight. You can't make decisions. So why do some people take much longer than others to get past their broken heart? Well, it's because some people lose more than others do. Heartbreak is a horrible injury, and it can affect us in so many ways. But when I let me go back and, and remind you what I just said about some losses are more than others. 
Some people lose friends through a divorce or through a broken relationship. Some lose their children. Some lose their home that they lived in. And some lose their identity. They don't even know who they are anymore. There's some that have more losses than others sometimes. And it takes them longer to heal. And heartbreak can affect us in other ways. Number one, depression can come on us. Number two, not being able to sleep, insomnia. Number three, it lowers our immune system. And number four, um, you can't think straight. And there's another one, bitterness. And bitterness, unfortunately, leads to many diseases. To allow your heart to heal, you must recognize all the voids it left in your life. And you got to fill every single one of them, even to the picture, that space on the wall where the picture was hung. Fill it with something. You must stop searching for explanations and see the person for who they really were. You can't allow them to have a, a starring role in the next chapter of your life. You must take these steps to heal. And you take them one step at a time, one moment at a time. And that one moment will turn into one day. And then that one day will turn into one week and on and on. You can significantly minimize your suffering. And note that I said minimize because you're still going to suffer. Your heart's been broken. You know, I called it suffocating in sorrow. You breathe in sorrow and you breathe out sorrow. And I lost so much time during my healing process. And I lost so many memories that could have been made with my children and my grandchildren and my friends and my church family because I was so controlled by my mind to live in those rabbit holes of memories, and the what-ifs, and I regret it, and I don't want you to do that, and that's why I'm doing this podcast on this subject. Before I went through my heartbreak, I didn't have the care and compassion that I should have had for people that were going through a heartbreak, but I do now, and if you've never had to experience this type of broken heart, then I pray you show much love and care to that person that that is experiencing a broken heart. Because studies have shown that it is very helpful for their recovery to have your love and your compassion and also have patience with that person. Because it's going to take longer for them to heal than you think it should. So some of you that's listening to this podcast may share it with somebody that's going through a broken heart. But I want you that are listening that that have not experienced this type of broken heart 
I want you to to learn to have compassion and and have patience because you're going to think, man, alive, they should know me over this. Have patience because you don't know unless you've been through it how hard and how long it takes. And if I'm talking to someone that's going through a broken heart, remember, it's a battle of the mind and you must be diligent to win that war so you can heal. Psalm 73, 26 says, My heart and my flesh faileth, but God is the strength of my heart. And that's why I'm still breathing today, because God is the strength of my heart. You have spiritual weapons. We all have them. It's Ephesians chapter 6. Read about them especially verse 13. And you have Jesus who heals the broken in heart. Your focus must be to heal the heart. May I close reminding us that Jesus' heart was also broken when he walked this earth. Read Psalms 22. And pay attention to verse 14. It says, My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. You know, we have hope at the end and the healing of a broken heart. And it's Jeremiah 29, 11. This is our verse of hope. And then we have instruction in Proverbs 4.23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence. And guard, I mean, keep means guard. For out of it are the issues of life. Now, I'm going to say this. I believe that that verse, Proverbs 4.23, covers all the instruction that I gave you at the beginning of the podcast. You can keep your heart with all diligence. Because the Holy Spirit lives within you. So all those rabbit holes and all that letting your mind go there and and just dwell and dwell and just die in those rabbit holes of thoughts. I believe that's why God said, guard your heart. Keeping your heart with all diligence. Look up what diligence means in your 1828 dictionary. I challenge us all to pray, especially for the ones that are experiencing a broken heart right now with the holiday season coming on. My brother is experiencing a broken heart. My sweet Gina, my sister-in-law, his wife uh, died suddenly this year. And everybody knows the firsts are very hard. The first Easter, the first birthday, the first anniversary, the first Thanksgiving, the first Christmas, the first Valentine's, all these are so hard for a broken-hearted person. And if you know someone that's doing that's experiencing that, reach out to them, love on them as a brother and sister in Christ, and bear their burdens, because the Bible says that fulfilled the law of Christ. And I'm going to close there. And I hope I've been a help to somebody. I have to be honest with you. It helped me. 
to realize why I took so long to heal. And I'm also excited at the thought that it might help somebody to heal sooner than I did. So thanks again for spending this time with me. I love so much spending time with y'all. And let's just love one another. And let's love the Lord with all our heart, mind, and soul. And let's be one of the very small remnant in these last days. Don't forget to visit Victorious Valley Ministries and download the music CDs if you want to. Thanks again for spending time with me, and I love each and every one of you.